Leg kick checked effectively there by Miocic. Oh, he tags him! This could be it right here. Welcome to I Game Around. Some niggas didn't like that name, but they could eat a dick. <laughs> I finally made it to episode 25. Episode 25 is important to me because I feel like I'm about to, <laughs> you know, you're in elementary school and you got a little essay that you got to write. Well, I think this matters because, well, this is why this is my hero. Anyway, episode 25, when I was first starting the podcast, I had always read that. Around this time, if you make it to episode 25, you really have something on your hands. Not in the terms of you have, like, viewership or, you know, you got sponsorship or whatever. Just in the terms that if you're still doing this at episode 25, even without all that, you're actually on your way to actually do something great with it. So, episode 25 is extremely special to me, and I'm happy to do it by myself. Holla. <laughs> so today, as you can see, I'm playing UFC and to the, the title is Ready to Rumble. Today, I wanted to talk about getting that final push to turn your idea into a reality. Turn it into something that is actual material. Materialize your actual dream. And I felt like I wanted to go through the kind of motions of how you were able to do that. So one of the first things that um, I wanted to talk about is like when you're a baby and you take your first step. Now, obviously, you're not coherent or anything like that. Nobody remembers their first step. But if you're inside of a baby's mind, it has to be a crazy concept to see people walk all the way around and you're just still, you know, rolling around in your crib or, you know, they got that little toy that they put you in the middle of and you kind of roll around with that. But the concept of actually walking seems completely far-fetched to a six-month-year-old child. You know what I'm saying? It seems like it's impossible. But when you start to see other people do it and when you actually kind of do that, start to do it yourself, then you see like, oh, wow, I can do it. Like, it does get a little bit easier. Of course, you're going to go through hardships. Of course, you're going to fall down. Of course, you're going to not want to uh, keep trying because you might have scraped your knee or whatever. But you keep doing it because you know this is something that I'm supposed to be doing. This is like it feels natural to want to walk. So I feel like when you find your passion, when you find that thing that you want to spend the rest of your life doing, it'll feel literally like this is what I'm supposed to do. Like I'm, I'm supposed to go after my dreams. So it's hard for me to say, how do you find your passion? I've had over 40 jobs. You know, I've done uh, construction work, working at Burger King, working at McDonald's, working with kids, uh, delivering newspapers, working for IT. I've done everything I could possibly think of. So I kind of went into the whole realm of, well, why don't I just try everything? That was my approach to it, which is a horrible advice. I would never recommend anybody trying everything. Trust me, it doesn't, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough road. I've lived like 20 different lives. <laughs> I was a security guard at a, uh, I was a security guard at an office building, right? I got fired from the security job for a whole nother issue. Then I came back to that same office building as a janitor. Trust me, I have been up, I have been down, I have been left, I have been right. It's been, an interesting uh, last 27 years. But anyway, so I do think that once you do find your passion, you have to try to take that idea to the next level. You have to take that idea and turn it into a reality because once you start, it'll feel natural. It'll feel like, yo, this is what I want to do. Like, for example, if you wanted to, you know, 
own your own restaurant. You want to be a chef, not technically own it, but you want to be the chef of a restaurant, right? Where do you start? What do you do? Obviously, you can start as a line cook. There's multiple ways that you can start that dream. You don't have to just, oh, let me just, you know, try to go apply for a head chef. If you have no uh, resume experience, if you have no visible experience, then you have to start from the bottom and work your way up. My idea was what you should do is just start cooking for your friends, start experimenting, doing different dishes with your friends, and then kind of create a menu based off what you like and based off their feedback. Uh, it's called a focus group. I'm pretty sure people saw that term. It's a focus group of, where people test a product and they give you their actual opinion on the product. Now, most focus groups are paid, but if they're really your homeboys, they're really your homegirls, I'm pretty sure they'll do it for free. So once you get that focus group and you get that menu together, start going to your local businesses, start going to, you know, barbershops, nail salons, hair salons, you know, just any local business that has traffic and that, you know, they're there all day. Because I remember seeing this before, like, you know, you have your little menu there and you're like, yeah, they're down the street or up the street. Like, make sure you do it within a two to three mile radius of where you cook. Not, I guess, I don't know. If you're starting by yourself, you'd probably be cooking at home. That only makes sense. But start in that in that radius to where you could be somewhere within 15 minutes. You know, if somebody orders something, you know, at least, what, $10, I, I want to say? You know, um, delivery is now less than $10. Like, come up with your own little plan. Come up with your own food. You know, make sure you attach a coupon or two to the menu. Or, you know, first order is 25% off. First order, no delivery charge. Whatever. Just come up with a concept and, and implement that concept. But... I think where people tend to fail is is you have a passion, you have a goal, you have a dream, but you don't know what to do. You don't know how to start it. The number one way to start it is Nike. Just do it. Who cares if you fail? If y'all seen episode zero, go go back and look at episode zero and then come back to episode 25. It is a completely different show. Completely different. All my all of all my dream was is I want to start a podcast. I want to like dedicate it to Pac. And I want to make sure that I'm, you know, touching some people. Pause. So the way I did that was let me talk about what I know. And if you go through those episodes, you see you you see the show changing. First, I was talking about, you know, the hot topics of the week. And then I moved on to just talking about a general topic. And then I eventually moved on to talk about more motivational things because that just felt natural to me. Like it, it feels natural to me to boost people up, to talk about, you know, what can we do to make this work? What can we do to make that work? Like that's I'm a thinker. I try to solve problems. So it's more than natural for me to want to help, if you will. So that's why the show turned into what it is now. And who knows? I might be saying, this is episode 50. Look back at episode 25, how I'm talking about motivation. Now I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying, slinging them things. You know what I'm saying? Because we in the streets right now, nigga, we need it. You know? <laughs> you never know where it's going to go. But if you're, if you're on the path, then you're going you're gonna to have one hell of a journey. If you're on your right path, if you're on what you feel like you're supposed to be doing with your life, it's going to be one hell of a journey. And you're going to look back a year, maybe not even a year, maybe six months from now and be like, wow, I can't believe I went through all of this. And that's what you also have to do. Make sure you leave room for improvement. Make sure you leave an opening for the magic to happen. Don't try to fit the square into the circle block. You know, you got to move like water. You got to make sure, okay, this didn't work. Let me adjust this. All right, this price was too high. Let me let me lower that down. You know what I'm saying? I was cooking with the seasoning, but, I, you know, the seasoning might be a little more expensive, but, you know, it's, it's the taste that that's going to get them, you know, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to make sense to be more expensive. So I feel like you just have to make sure you're always adjusting your plan. Make sure you set a plan, set a goal, but leave room for adjustments, leave room for improvement, leave room to make sure that, your blessings or your destiny or whatever you want to call it is going to be open to receive because you never know what you're going to do. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know who you're going to bump into. You never know anything except for you going to die.
<laughs> That's the only guarantee in this world. You're going to die. Taxes aren't guaranteed. I was almost about to censure myself about taxes, but I'm not. So <laughs> some people don't pay for their taxes. That's all I'm going to say. But the only thing in this life that is guaranteed is death. So what you need to do is while you're here on this earth, and I was having a conversation um, about this a couple of days ago about heaven and hell and do I believe it or not. Not going off on a tangent, that's a whole other story. But I said whether heaven or hell exists, I'm still here. I'm living this life. So right now I got to worry about this life. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like if you're, uh, if it's the 15th, right? You just got your, um, you know, middle of the month paycheck or whatever, and you know rent's due in two weeks. But right now, the gas bills due, the electric bills due. Why are you gonna worry about rent? Or are you gonna worry about that electric bill right now? I feel like you gotta worry about that electric bill. You gotta take care of that. In 15 days, something can change. You know, but as of right now, in the next day or two, your electricity might be getting turned off. So I'm not saying worry about the right now, but just worry about what you can control. That's what I feel like most people got to start to realize in this life that we live is you should only worry about the things that you control. If it's outside of your control, you can't stress that. You can't, you know, be all pissed off. You can't let something that you can't control ruin your day. If somebody hits your car, you get in a car accident, you're not at fault at all. They're at fault. Hey, are you okay? Are you safe? If anybody in the car with you, were they safe? Yes, everything was safe. Is your, you got insurance? Nah, I ain't got no insurance. Well, cool. You ain't really got to prove it to them. They just got to prove insurance because they hit you. But my point is, it's just don't, oh, I crashed my car. Oh, I got my old days ruined. Oh, what the fuck? Nah, chill, relax. It's outside of your control. Everything in your environment that you could control is everything in that environment okay? Yes, all right then. Keep it moving, you know, keep it pushing. So I feel like when you're going to start, I got to stop saying I feel like, that word is banned. I say I feel like one more time and I'm going to take a shot. I ain't going to take a shot. This is Henny, by the way. <laughs> I know I know I'm random, but um, obviously Pac was a huge Henny drinker, as we heard in uh, most of his lyrics. So I was like, you know what, today I'm going to drink Hennessy. And this is Hennessy and orange juice, but it looks like one of those like beet juice things. Like It looks like it's real healthy, but it's not. It's alcohol. As I take a sip. So, <laughs> as I take a sip, I just got knocked out. I know, that's crazy, right? I'm playing this thing so well. Yeah, this, I don't know who either one of these dudes are, but, you know, honestly, I wanted to play Fight Night, but I couldn't find an Xbox 360. And I was like, I'm not going to buy an Xbox 360 for one game, because then I'm going to play Fight Night, and I'm like, oh, this shit was trash. You know, I want to keep the memories. <laughs> good memories. Oh, God damn. They knocked me the fuck out. Um, I want to keep the good memories of Fight Night. So I said, UFC just came out, might as well play it. So, when you, <laughs> it's like I edit it, right? Like I edit myself. So when you are turning your passion into your dream, or when you're turning your passion into a reality, you also have to make sure you're turning your passion into profit. You know, most people tell you, well, you know, don't do it for the money, do it for the love of the game. You know, just do it for the love. That's true, but you might want to make sure you're taking care of yourself. You don't want to overextenuate yourself because of your dream. You don't want to try to go broke because of your dream. You want to make sure that you're still living your same comfortable life as you work on your dream. Uh, this is going to sound fucked up, but unfortunately, you should probably spend more time on your dream than you do money. You know, money will come. Money will come and go. But that time, that patience, that hard work, that working on your craft, perfecting your craft, that is what's going to make the price of whatever you're selling go up. That's what's going to make the price. Because if you're working on it, if you're critiquing it if you're perfecting it everybody will come holler at you about your product everybody will come see you about your product because in the beginning you know if you're like oh let me just invest all my money you know let me take every paycheck and just put it into my music you know put it into uh whatever i want to do my graphic designer my artwork whatever 
if you start taking your money to do that, you're going to be stressed out about your other bills. And you're going to think to yourself, well, damn, I ain't got no money, but, you know, I'm working on my dream. This is my passion. Passions can, you know, mess you up, really. If you end up focusing too hard on your passion, it will send you down the wrong path. You know, the, what is that? Uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Like, you can literally want to do better, do good in your life, and, and really pursue your passion. But if you pursue your passion too much, it'll end up sending you down the wrong hole. So you have to make sure that you balance everything out. Make sure that your life is in order while you're pursuing your passion. And trust me, it'll be 10 times better. But the question is, how do I actually get my passion into, you know, the working space? How do I, if I want to start a podcast, how do I want to... Uh, what am I trying to say? If I want to start a podcast, how do I actually get the podcast? Research. That's the number one thing you can do. When I started, I started, I started planning my podcast in April. First episode recorded wasn't until July. Not saying that I spent three months of planning because it didn't, but it did take three months before I actually got up enough courage to do it. And uh, one thing I do want to say, <laughs> it always seems like I'm going off on a tangent, but I'm not. But rest in peace to Combat Jack. I know I haven't said it on the show but rest in peace to Combat Jack. Combat Jack is the reason that this show started. He's not, he didn't, you know, he didn't, I, he didn't inspire me to create it or anything, but he's the reason I started it. I was listening to an episode, um, it was a family episode or whatever, right? So it was just him and the people in the studio, you know, A. King, I think maybe Jonathan Mena was there. Whoever is normally on a Combat Jack show that's just around, they were there, they're having a family episode. And a guy walks in and he was like, uh, Combat was like, why do you have a Connect Four board? And he was saying, oh, I'm working with Chris. You know, we're about to start a show, you know, where we're gaming with celebrities. And, you know, I'm about to ask him off the wall questions or whatever, whatever. So when I saw that episode, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I was like, you know, they're about to steal my idea. And obviously, I can steal my idea if it was never implemented. But they have the same idea as me. So that prompted me to, all right, let's, let's go ahead and put these episodes out. I think I had recorded two episodes at that time. And I was like, let me, let me just, you know, let me just put it out. Because <laughs> I do not want to be caught with my pants down right now. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to make sure that I started my uh, podcast before they did. So I could be like, no, I was already doing it, man. It's still my idea. That's what most things do anyway. But anyway, like my point is, is that he was the catalyst to start the podcast. So sometimes it's not even about you maybe pushing yourself to do something. Sometimes it just takes some outside word for you to make it happen so you just got to make sure you're open to hearing every message that comes your way because you never know where that next inspiration is coming from like I was um I was talking to somebody and they were telling me that oh you know everything changes your life like every little mundane thing changes your whole life and your whole perspective on things and I was thinking about it I was like you're right every single thing like every little positive thing changes my whole life changes my outlook on things because i open myself up to receiving those messages so it might be something as little as uh what did i just learn i learned uh, that comedians hate well i can't say all comedians obviously but some comedians hate working on friday nights i did not know that I thought, I never went to a friend. <laughs> the funny thing is, is, like, you don't know what you don't know, but then you realize that you did know it. I really, I never went on to uh, comedy clubs on Friday nights because I always worked. So I was like, I ain't going to no comedy club. But I went to a comedy club on a Friday night, and uh, it, was, it wasn't that many people. And he was a cool comic, and it was just a great environment. He was like, normally I hate Friday nights because, you know, y'all are tired. Y'all don't want to stay out that late. You know, you kind of just want to get your little jokes in and go home. And it was it was great. Like, it was a really, really great show. So, salute to him. Can't reveal his name because I forgot it. So, 
Shout out to Bruce Lee. Boy, Bruce Lee versus McGregor. Now, this was this was definitely a match. I enjoyed myself playing this game. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. wait till the uh, next couple of weeks. I'm trying to get some footage on the game now. And uh, wait a couple of weeks, fellas and ladies. <laughs> wait a couple of weeks and y'all are going to see what I'm going to be playing. So, anyway, back to the actual show. Ready to rumble. You got to make sure that you are in line to receive your opportunities. You gotta make sure that you stand in, in that line to get your opportunity. Opportunity's knocking. Are you gonna answer the door? Opportunity will never knock on a damn door, nigga. You gotta go out and you gotta stand in the line and make sure that you're in that line to receive it. And by standing in the line, I mean you have to be doing your passion, you know, like kinda everybody else or whatever, you know. So if your passion is making birdhouses, whatever. It could be the random thing in the world. If your passion is making birdhouses, you need to be making those bird birdhouses and not just talking about it. See, I don't go off a of talk. I'll tell you that right now. Somebody talks to me about some kind of idea that they want to do or some kind of thing. I don't even listen to it. Are you doing it? Nah, I mean, you know, I want to do it, but, you know, I got kids or, you know, I don't have a lot of free time. I'm working two jobs, blah, 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 blah. Do you got a lunch at your job? Yeah. Do you have a drive home? Yeah. So why aren't you studying? Why aren't you listening to another podcast? Why aren't you writing stuff down at lunch or writing stuff down while you're at work? Why aren't you actively pursuing to turning this uh, idea of yours into reality? It's because I think one of the reasons is fear. Fear, I think, consumes us all. When you're scared to just live, you feel me? When you're scared to live, it's, it's, it's going to be a long life. Trust me. you got to get over that fear of what if I fail? What if nobody likes it? What if everybody clowns me? Who cares? As long as you like it, that's the only thing that matters. As long as you are in your zone, as long as you are happy while you're creating, even if you like pottery, you know, you like creating little bowls and smoke bowls and all that, you know, uh, glass. And now you don't, you know, pottery glasses. Anyway, whatever you like, as long as you enjoy it while you're doing it, who cares what the outside world thinks? Because eventually you will start listening uh, to the outside world's actual constructive criticism. And I talked about, talked about that in a previous episode. Oh, whoops. Sorry, my bad, fellas. How long was it like this? Um, but anyway, yeah, you'll start. Um, push that forward. So See? I'm already messing up, man. We're blacking out over here. So, what was I at? What was I saying? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Basically, oh, okay. You'll start listening to constructive criticism a little bit more because, like I, like I said in the previous episode, you just if people just hating on you, you should ignore that. Oh, your shit trash. Why is it trash? I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like. I didn't hear it. If you start listening to the people that say, oh, the mix was wrong or, you know, in this lyric, you kind of, you know, paused and hesitated and, you know, your breath control wasn't all there. Like, those are the comments that you want to listen to. It's nothing bad that somebody doesn't like your thing. Not everybody's going to like everything. You feel me? Not everybody's going to like your material. Not everybody's going to like your song. Everybody's going to like your cooking. It's just that's the way of life. But if you got people or fans even around you, well, not necessarily around you. If you got fans tweeting to you and sending you DMs or whatever, listen to that constructive criticism on how you can make yourself better. That's what you need to focus on. And it sucks being having somebody tell you, oh, it's whack because of this and because of that. You know, like, oh, I didn't like that last bar. And you might have spent an hour working on that last bar. You know, oh, I didn't like that seasoning. And you created the seasoning yourself. You feel me? It's hard to hear those type of things. But those are the type of things that are going to make you a better person. It's going to make you put out a better product that's all we doing out here in these days boy that's all all our human beings are we're all just products that's it products coming to sell 
that's all we are. So you got to make sure you're putting out the best product possible. And the best way that you put out that is understanding constructive criticism, being able to open up or being able to leave room for improvement, leave room for adjustments. Hello. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the, the last one of the things that the last thing I'm, I want to talk about is above all, above all, just be yourself. Nobody can ever take that away from you. I can never take, no matter how many, how much money I take from you, how many times I break your heart, how many times, you know, I might swing on you, you know, or whatever I do to you, I can never take away you being you. Nobody can ever take that away from you. So you got to stay firm, hold your ground. If you believe in something, then go for it. If you believe in something, then tell somebody about it. And if they argue up, you up and down that it's not going to work, don't listen. Keep it pushing. As long as you feel to yourself that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, then do it. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Who am I to tell you that your idea is whack? Who am I to tell you that I don't think your comedy is funny? I'm nobody. I'm the wrong person to tell you that because I probably won't. I'll say, you got a little work, man. <laughs> you got a little work. You, you feel me? You'll get there one day, man. Just keep pushing, you know? So I would never tell anybody to quit a dream because I feel like some people need it. You know, it could be that, that one moment that could change your whole life. It could just be that one random person that told you to quit and you quit and you go get a day job and hate your, you know, hate your life for the rest of your life because of one person. It might have not been, you know, that one person was that important. It was just that everything else surrounding that, that that one person was the one that made you, you know, finally just say, you know what, man, let me go get a job at Burger King and flip some patties. Fuck it. So you always have to stay true to yourself and as staying true to yourself i had um a friend of mine tell me oh you should sound more like Charlemagne. you know your podcast is a little boring you know it's not like you're not really you know enthusiastic like Charlemagne. and when you have guests on you're not really asking them no crazy questions and i was like negro i am not Charlemagne. <laughs> i don't talk like that that's not my thought process nothing wrong with him or what he does but that's not me i don't if my personality is to learn, right? I think that's kind of everybody's personality, especially when you're an interviewer. You're, when you're an interviewer and you take your craft serious, your, your whole process is to learn about the other person. That's what you want to do, if you're, especially if you're a fan of them. You really just want to learn how they work. That's literally the definition of being an interviewer, or it's my definition. Excuse me, I don't know what the real definition is. Then go to college. Anyway, so Charlemagne, in my opinion, and I really can't even speak about another man because I never met the dude a day in my life or talk to him, but... Charlemagne, in my opinion, lives his truth. He lives what he... Yo, I think the power just went out. Yo, it was mad wild. It's a good thing everything's still cool. If this thing goes black one more time, we got have a problem. But anyway, um, yeah, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so Charlemagne, he... Um, Charlemagne lives his truth. You feel me? Charlemagne is the type of person that he speaks what's on his heart. And when you speak what's on your heart, sometimes that may come across as being an asshole it may come across as being uh facetious i think that's the word i'm starting to try to use bigger words i picked up a dictionary the other day well i downloaded it in that but it's the same thing so anyway i feel like my heart doesn't tell me to speak like that my heart tells me to speak with understanding a person my heart tells me to speak with well no let me not say that my heart tells me to speak with motivation that's how i speak i speak in well how'd you do this well what prompted you to do that well you know what's the motivation behind this like my heart tells me to speak motivation my passion is motivation that's what i do so my passion isn't to try to ask just random questions that you know are on my mind because the the random questions that are on my mind are all motivational so if the random questions that are all on my mind motivational 
how can I then ask, oh, yeah, you, you be taking it in the ass? Like, come on, man. What? Like, that's not my thing. I can't do that. So um, it's no shots, obviously, to Charlamagne at all. You know, everybody has their own interviewing style. Everybody has their own podcasting style. You know, people learn. People grow. That's all you have to do. So if I ain't talking motivation, then I ain't talking. And did I just lose? Oh, I just lost a nigga celebrating. I was like, good gracious ass is bodacious. <laughs> anyway, so let's go ahead and uh, do this wrap up. The main part that I want to get through with this episode was just at the end of the day, man, at the end of the day, the only thing that you should be worried about in this life is being the best you that you can be. Don't worry about what the next man is doing. Don't worry about what's in the next man's pockets. Don't worry about who's the next man's girl. Worry about what you got going on. And don't speculate on other people. If you don't know, then don't speculate. (laughs) Because you might end up looking, you know, you might end up looking whack out here. You feel me? So what you want to do is take that step, man. Take that leap. Jump. Just do it. Just get in the game. That's what, it, that's what life's all about. It's about getting in that ring. That's what it's all about, just competing, getting into that league, even if you got to ride the bench, even if nobody's heard of you, even if nobody's heard of your podcast. Are you still doing your podcast every week? Yeah. How many views you got? I only got like five, seven views, man. How many episodes you did? I've done like 10, and they've been like an hour long, but, you know, nobody's listening. Keep doing it. Keep pushing it. You'll Eventually, you'll start figuring out different ideas, different ways of marketing to market to your crowd. And that's one thing, and this is just for podcast. Well, maybe not for podcasting, but the one thing for a podcast and for any kind of startup is get a niche market. Niche. Niche or niche? Yeah, it might be niche. Niche. You know what I'm saying? Get get a closed-off market. Corner the market, if you will. Corner the market on something. If you, know, you want to cook, then just cook seafood or just cook pasta. Like, get something that... I make the best this. So let me go ahead and try to push this. And then once you start pushing that and people start messing with it, then expand out to the other stuff. Then expand out to the seafoods or to the uh, raviolis or whatever you do. I don't, I don't, I'm not a cook, so I don't know if ravioli and seafood probably don't go together. But my point is, is that get your niche. And once you get your niche, push that niche as hard as you can. And that niche will open up 35 million doors for you. Yes, 35,870,256.4. Says half doors sometimes, and you know, you gotta. All right, stop with the jokes. Anyway, (laughs) this is the last part of the show, so I gotta leave you with a quote. (laughs) Too fortified to fail, spit the water like a shark's tail. Still struggling, may God help me bubble. Hit the ring, do my thing, all opposed, feel trouble. Let's get it on. Think about it.